Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to episode 17 of Darker Demons, and hope you like our new intro music. When we left off last time, Magdalene had discovered where Jake and his companions were staying and has gone to confront them. Magdalene cloaks herself and enters the inn. Hunting for the scent of Jake's assistant, she locates him and enters his room undetected. Staring down at his handsome face, she momentarily regrets what she is about to do. She is aware the windrape is close by and she can't afford to waste any time. Aaron's eyes fly open as she swings the knife, removing his head. There is no Malstrom as there was with Gregory. Aaron's passage to the Akashic realm is peaceful. Grabbing his phone on her way out, Magdalene dials Azurine's number. I'm on my way, she says. Meet me in front of the coven home. Azurine is waiting outside as Magdalene instructed. Grabbing the young witch around the waist, Magdalene pulls her close, kisses her deeply. Azurine responds, urging Magdalene to follow her upstairs to the bedroom. Magdalene refuses, asking instead how far it is to the stone circle known as the Cauldrum Long Barrow. Confused, Azurine answers, about 80 kilometers. Why? Annoyed at being questioned, Magdalene replies, that's where I want to make love to you. That is why. Are you able to transport yourself or do we need to drive there in the car? Upset by the gruff reply, Azurine answers, she is able to get to the spot under her own power. Then let's go, Magdalene says, and disappears. Unsure now about what she has done, Azurine waits a few minutes before following. She finds Magdalene angrily pacing the ground. What kept you, she demands to know. Instead of answering, Azurine sheds her clothes and approaches Magdalene. Magdalene tells the young witch to dance for her. Seating herself on the ground, Magdalene watches appreciatively as the beautiful young witch twirls and undulates before her. She sidles forward, then spins away. Magdalene undresses and approaches Azurine from behind. The witch's body close, she fondles her, feeling the heat rising off her body. They fall together. As Magdalene enters Azurine, the ground begins to shake. Lightning streaks across the black sky. Forgetting herself, Magdalene allows Azurine to see the witch inside Tom's body. Terrified by the twisted, angry visage, Azurine tries to escape. Regaining control, Magdalene retreats, and Tom's face returns. Magdalene smothers the young witch with kisses, and Azurine responds with heightened desire. Thunder rolls across the hills as Magdalene collapses. Finally, says she waited. I know where to find her now, Magdalene says. Confused, Azurine asks what she means. This place, our bodies together. We broke through the veil surrounding Alexandra. I briefly saw her thoughts. I know where she is, Magdalene tells her. Angry at being used, Azurine gathers her clothes and prepares to leave. That's all this was? You just wanted me to help you find this other witch? She spits out. You'll regret this. Furious, Magdalene exposes her true face again and turns on the young witch. Don't you dare threaten me. You have no idea with whom you are dealing. 
Go now before I forget the pleasure you've given me. Azurine retreats back to the coven home, distraught and in tears. Magdalene lingers on the barrow, imagining the things she will do to Alexandra before murdering her. And it won't be a beheading. That's too good for her. A dagger to the heart is more like it. Then she will spend eternity in darkness, as she deserves. The journey to London is an easy walk for the demon. While he travels, he thinks of Alexandra. He wonders if she dreams of him as constantly as he dreams of her. The pain of loneliness is a new experience for him, one he is not enjoying. The sun is rising when Jake arrives in the city. He has memorized the address and the route. He has no trouble locating a small building almost hidden in the alleyway. The lights of the shop are on in spite of the early hour. Approaching the door, he sees it is already opening. The creature in the doorway is extraordinary. Jake has a brief moment of fear, but it is quickly put to rest when Simha speaks. Come in, Ezio. I have been expecting you, he says. Entering the small shop, Jake is overwhelmed by a feeling of longing. The place is filled with Anantan artifacts. The aroma of Pratika blossoms permeates the air. Is this what it's like to feel homesick for a place you have never even seen, Jake asks the giant. So you have feelings now. It is because of Alexandra, yes? Zimha asks. Jake nods. It is. It's the reason they have come to you. I need help. I need to find her before Magdalene does. Simhan nods his head. I know. I have already given the book to Alexandra. I expect she is on her way to Scotland if she is not there already. Puzzled, Jake asks, why Scotland? The answer you seek is there. That's all I can tell you. Now that I have completed my task at last, it's time for me to move on to the final realm. Good luck, he says to Jake, and then he is gone. All traces of Pritzky disappear with Simha. Jake looks around and sees only an ordinary bookshop. Heading back to the hotel, he wonders if Magdalene has found any answers on her trip to Scotland. It seems to be the nexus of the mystery. While walking to the hotel, Jake's phone begins to ring. He sees it as Aaron. Hey, Aaron, I was just about to call, he says. You guess again, easy ill. He hears the voice on the other end say, who is this? Where is Aaron? Jake asks angrily. My, we sound upset. I thought demons didn't have feelings, but it sounds as if you were concerned about your little slaves. The voice taunts him. Magdalene, is that you? Jake shouts into the phone. Good guess, demon, but it wasn't very hard to figure out, was it? The voice of Tom asks. Listen to me, you piece of shit. If you do anything, he doesn't get the chance to finish. Magdalene has hung up on him. He looks up and discovers he is in front of the hotel. His flirtatious friend is behind the desk. Mr. Hollings, it's so good to see you again, he gushes. Jake gives him a big grin. Good to see you too, he says. Has my wayward friend returned yet? No, sir. He is due back tomorrow, though, the clerk tells him. Heading up to his room, Jake wonders where Samir is. He doesn't think Samir would have tried to take on Magdalene alone. Maybe Magdalene got to him first and caught him off guard. Shaking his head to dispel the negative thoughts, Jake opens the door to his room and immediately finds the answer to his question. Samir, it's good to see you are all right. We need to return to Epson right away. 
Magdalene has Aaron, Jake says. I know, Jake. I'm sorry, Samir says. Don't be sorry. We can handle her and get Aaron, <clears throat> Aaron back, but we need to hurry, Jake says excitedly. Jake, I'm sorry. It's too late, Samir says. What are you talking about? What do you mean, too late? He's gone, Jake. Magdalene murdered him in his sleep. He wasn't powerful enough to see her coming or to stop her. He has gone to join the one in the Akashic realm, Samir says, watching as his companion seeks to, sinks to his knees in grief. It's my fault. All of this is my fault. The words are torn out of Jake's throat as molten rivers of tears flow down his cheeks. It is not your fault. Even if you had been there, you couldn't have stopped it, and she may have gotten to you too. I know you will miss him, but we need to go on with our plan. We need to destroy this monster. Jake wipes the burning tears away. You're right. She is a monster, and we will stop her before she destroys anyone else. But how did she know where to find us? I suspect one of the witches in Epsom betrayed us, Samir says. We'll have to revisit that coven when all of this is over, Jake says. Did you find Simha? Samir asks. Jake is still trying to pull himself together to answer Samir when his phone begins to ring. In the days following Alexandra's disappearance from New Orleans, Lucian had desperately searched for her. His mind reached out to witches and warlocks all across the globe, but to no avail. She was, and is, invisible to him. He is convinced it is his beloved Lorelei keeping her hidden. He is aware she doesn't trust him, and perhaps she is right not to. He loves his daughter and would never do anything to hurt her. He also loves his power, and if the legends are true, Alexandra can help him increase that power immeasurably. His frantic searching has alerted his enemies, human, warlock, and others, to his Achilles' heel. They know about Alexandra, and even those who do not believe the legends understand she is a weapon to be used against Lucian. He has amassed many enemies during his long life. From some, he has stolen great sums of money. From others, loved ones. He has sent many to the Akashic realm. He does not regret his past, nor is he afraid of his future. Instead, he fears for the safety of his daughter. Excuse me. Trying to contact Magdalene has proven fruitless. Shutting him out of her mind, she has remained elusive. Increasingly frustrated, he finally contacts Claire and asks if she has heard any news. Have you heard anything regarding Alexandra's whereabouts, he asks her. Sighing, she responds, no, I was hoping you were calling to give me some news. I'm sure you heard about Gregory. It is more of a statement than a question. Lucian responds that he has heard of Gregory's demise. Was it Magdalene he wants to know? I believe it was. I heard a rumor that she has left the country, Claire says. Lucian asks if she has spoken to Eziel. Not recently, she says. Give me his number, Lucian commands. I will call and find out if he knows anything. Claire gives him the number and is about to ask if he will be leaving the country as well when she realizes he has already ended the call. Dialing Jake's number, Lucian waits impatiently for him to answer. The call goes to voicemail instead. Eziel, this is Alexandra's father. Please let me know where you are. I would like to meet with you so we can devise a plan to find my daughter, he says. 
Across the Atlantic, Jake listens to Lucian's message. Samir can see he is not happy with what he is hearing. Is everything all right, Samir asked. Lucian would like to meet with me so we can come up with a plan to find Alexandra. I don't trust him, Jake tells Samir. So you're not going to call him back, Samir asks. It's not in my plans to do that, he says. Alexandra awakens. She is aware of her mother's presence. The aroma of sandalwood is overwhelming. (coughs) She senses sadness in her mother's spirit. Confused, she sits up in bed and lights the candle on her bedside table. The curtains are sighing softly. She waits for her mother to speak. Alexandra, my darling daughter, I have come to say goodbye, Lorelai says. Goodbye, I don't understand. Still so much I want to know. I have so many questions, Alexandra cries. Okay, I think that's going to be it for this week, and I hope you'll tune in for the next episode.